You're a classic uh, herbivore, but there is going to come a point where you have to become a carnivore with this guy. I hate to say it, but it's not now. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Yandy? Yes. <laughs> what day is it? It's uh, the day of the caller. The day of the caller. Uh, we are joined today by Maya. Maya, thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Thanks for having me. Would you mind giving us your age and your city or region and your story, please? Yes, I'm 28 and I'm in the Pacific Northwest. And I will share my initial story. And then I do have some updates to talk about since my initial writing in. Oh, okay. And I know that you love updates, so. We do love updates. Do we... they thicken or thin the plot? Uh, I think they they thicken a, a little bit. Okay, good. <laughs> um, hey, so yeah, I, um, I have been with my partner for five years. Uh, he's 29, I'm 28. We're in a healthy, healthy relationship. We've been living together for three years. And we have never explicitly talked about marriage Uh it just has never come up. I've been trying to be like in the most non-pressuring way. I haven't really felt a need to have conversations about this, but in the past handful of months, it has been more on my mind. It's, you know, something that I'm getting kind of more curious about. We've been together for quite a while in a long-term relationship, and I've been really eager to hear it more from him. In the past, I had initiated, you know, steps in our relationship, like labeling us as boyfriend and girlfriend or saying I love you first. And I feel like I sort of planted some of the seeds for us eventually living together. And so this is a conversation I really was hoping would initially come from him. And when I wrote into the Dear Shandy podcast, I had a lot of questions about, you know, is he ready? He actually would have some if scenarios about us possibly getting married. You know, if we ever got married, X, Y, and Z would happen. And so I had been very curious and wanted some feedback about um, how to kind of move forward or how to interpret some of his reactions or responses in terms of if we're moving in that direction towards marriage. Okay. And you said there's an update. There is def there's a few updates. Yes. Do you want, uh, yeah, I feel like I want to hear the update now. Yeah. There's no point in us talking about it. It's not really an update for our listeners. It's, yeah. They're hearing yeah, yeah. this for yeah, the first this is time. Just part so just <laughs> flow away. Yeah. Um, so when I wrote into the Dear Shandy podcast, I heard back from a producer. And when I heard back, I, I got really excited. But then I also, after talking with some close people in my circle, they were pretty discouraging about me going on unless I could actually have a conversation with him. And if I had a conversation with him, it I would essentially be revealing my concerns and end up <laughs> having the conversation about marriage that I was trying to ha have from him. So... It, after a long time of thinking about it and just knowing that this was an opportunity to come on, I ended up initiating a conversation about it um, and maybe secretly wanted to come on and get his approval. But also I just figured it might as well. So it kind of prompted me into actually having a conversation. And the way that I ended up bringing it up was um, we had spent some time with his family and he's actually gearing up to buy a house. And he it's like pretty much a process he is doing on his own. I am not contributing financially, but we are talking about 
like living together in this house. Um, he's in a financial place to, you know, put a down payment and start that process. And each time he talks about it, it's a lot of I statements in my house. I'm looking for this. I'm doing this. Um, but we do have, you know, like I said, the plan is he's talked about how 100% of decisions that we'll make about when we're in the house are going to be together. Just more of, you know, ultimate decisions of him buying it and some of those factors he's, you know, going to make. So after hearing him have a lot of conversations using I statements, I ended up kind of sharing some of my concerns that I was feeling a little excluded in some of his future, you know, plans and ended up asking him kind of point blank about marriage. And he told me that he was not ready. Um, I was a little surprised to hear that uh, just because, uh, you know, when I initially wrote in, I had given a few examples that he's talked about, you know, talked about how like my sister doesn't want to have kids. And he said, you know, well, there's always my brother, like, you know, if I want to be an aunt. And so he would have, you know, little if scenarios about that. Um, you know, I, I call him my partner and he said, oh, if we got married, would you call me your husband? And so he, those little things had been in my mind, but, um, ultimately he told me he wasn't ready and, um, it was a pretty hard conversation. He wasn't really able to give me a lot of explicit, tangible, like what he needs to get clarity. That was kind of the, the basis of the conversation. He said that he sees 100% the potential in being with me, and he wouldn't be with me if he didn't. Um, but he also said if he was 100% ready and clear, we would be married. And so there's something kind of missing. When I asked a little bit further to dig, um, he did bring up kids. And I have in the past expressed my concern about maybe, you know, I wouldn't necessarily want to have kids. I'm not quite sure. It's not something I've fully fleshed out. But that was something that he really wanted to get clarity on, though he had never brought that up necessarily he, if that was a red flag. He be, wants kids. Because he does want kids. Correct? He does want kids. And so we were able to talk about it. And I, I agreed. And I said, I am interested. You know, if I were with the right person, I think I could get on board. So wait, you said this to him. If I were with the right person, I think I could get on board. Yeah, I said that. And, and he was kind of saying um, he sort of said back to me um, something along the lines of like, well, you see, it is kind of hard to, you know, you're not quite ready, you know, either. And I think in a sense, I'm sort of protecting myself. It's hard for me to say, yes, I'm wanting to be with you. You are my person. And I want to have kids with you knowing that he just told me he's not ready. So that's a really hard thing for me to be that vulnerable and then say, well, yeah, I could definitely see us having kids together. And so I'm, you know, I can see myself putting up some walls knowing that he's in a place where he's not ready. And as we're trying to move forward with this, it's a little hard to navigate. Um, okay, so that's that's we're up to date now, correct? He did say if if it was all based on love, he would be totally ready and we would be married if it was only based on love. But he um, there is a piece that I'm sort of leaving out that I'm going to get into. Um, I'm vegan. I'm a long term vegan of like almost a decade. And he's not. Brava. <laughs> That um, I have mad props, <laughs> mad respect. Um, thank you. So it's something that, yeah, I've been vegan longer than our, rela or 
yeah, for more than our relationship or I came into the relationship already vegan. So um, he has been outstanding, I will say. I mean, he he mostly cooks. He makes amazing vegan dinners. He's mastered the vegan pizza. Um, you know, he will go and volunteer with me at animal sanctuaries. I mean, we do. He does a lot of things. And I went through grad school and now I have a very strenuous job in mental health. And he, you know, I have a commute and he makes a lot of dinners for us. He, you know, really tries hard to make sure I'm always accommodated. My veganness is a big part of our relationship. But at the same time, I know it can be exhausting. And I think, you know, in the conversation of kids, he had some concerns that, you know, I'd want to raise them, my kids vegan. And so we talked a little bit about sort of where things stood. And I said, I would be okay letting them make their own decisions. Um, Whereas maybe in the past, when he had initially heard me talk about it, I didn't have that attitude. Um, But I think he is still maybe feeling some concern over, you know, if he does eat meat or if he does, you know, cook meat, that I will have some kind of disgusted (laughs) adverse reaction, which he's not necessarily wrong about. But I think he's thinking, I'm handling this now, okay, in 20 years, am I still going to be okay with how I handle some of these things? And so I, I have a sense after our conversation that he is really working through all these different pieces, especially with my vegan diet. If, if yeah, can I be okay in 20 years with, with all this? And so I, I do see what he's saying. And I think that came out a little bit more in some of the recent conversations that we have had. Hmm. Do you, <laughs> I, I don't know if you heard that, but that was a long sigh. Um, Maya, any, anything else? Are we up to date? The only one thing that I want to add is he did express that he felt like he was in some kind of lose-lose situation. Either he has an unhappy girlfriend where, you know, we're not able to enjoy our relationship in the meantime, or he's going to feel pressured into making some decision he's not ready for. And neither of those are great. And I fully understand, you know, kind of what he is saying. And I want to avoid, I guess, both of those situations, but it's, it's hard do you have something you want to say to that? Because I now not... we're up to date. Okay. <laughs> I think I think you you seem to want to get going. So I'm honestly I almost don't know where to start. I I have some issues and and Maya I I know you've been with this with your boyfriend for five years so I will um, watch watch my words. This would be easier if this were a Q and A because then I could just let her rip. <laughs> I'd really I'm going to work backwards. I really don't like the. I feel like I'm in a lose-lose. Either I have an unhappy girlfriend or I'm pressured. You've been together for five years. Five years. What you're asking for, which is just even a modicum of clarity about where this this five years that you've invested is going, and... That's fine that he's not ready, but then what I hate is that it turns into this, well, I'm going to lose-lose. Like, it sort of puts it on you. Like, how dare you make, how dare you put pressure on me and, and or be unhappy when really what you're asking for is incredibly reasonable. You're asking for something that's incredibly reasonable. You've, you've put half a decade into this relationship. I just really feel like five years in, someone should, I don't know, step in. I'm upset. Hmm. <laughs> I can see that. Um, I'm not as... as uh, Anti-boyfriend as me? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, 
I'm just thinking. It, you where... know what tipped me over the edge was that final line. Like I feel like I'm in a loose oh. situation. You're in a relationship with someone who you love. Like he should be just thrilled to have you at all, and not put it on you to put pressure. Like as though what you're asking for is something. Yeah, I. Yeah, he could. Most women wouldn't have asked for two years no, he in. Definitely honestly. could have worded, worded that better. That wasn't. Yeah, great. but assuming that is how he worded it, I'm taking your word for it. <laughs> it just sounds a little. It sounds a little gaslighty to me, but mm. it, yeah, I think in his, I think in his defense. So this did come up in a therapy session, and I think he was just trying to kind of get out like where he was at, and we were both sort of just trying to understand and empathize with where the other people are feeling. And in that way, it sort of came out. And I think he was just sort of trying to explain to me, like, I want to enjoy this relationship and not feel like I just, you know, that you're going to be unhappy, because I think it was more in a caring way to prevent that from happening. But I I could see why it would be maybe. Yeah. You guys are in couples. (laughs) You guys are in couples therapy. Yeah, we do have it about once a month. Okay. And who initiated that? Me. Can you sorry. When I when I was to that age, um, I remember having sort of fears and about marriage, preconceived notions about like marriage being like the end, just like a form of death, you know. <laughs> sorry, I've spoken about this before. Um yeah, it's not in the end, if you find the right person, it's really it's pretty seamless. But I understand at his age how he would just feel this like, you know, this dark cloud of marriage, you know, has all this bad connotation in his mind, where while at the same time really loving you and caring about you and wanting to spend the rest of his life with you, it's kind of this weird dichotomy that young men, especially nowadays, go through, where you know, the fear of like the end, this is terminal. I think you have to ask yourself or or to tell us, I guess, either one, are you like really telling him that this is very important to you getting married? You are. You're making it clear that this is something you really want. It's not just like, oh, we should get married. Like maybe, uh, you're being very clear. Not, no, because, so I have never been in a place, so where, so yeah, I've been together for five years. Um, I have never been in a place uh, up until right now where I've really felt like, okay, this is someone that like maybe I could actually see marriage with. Mm-hmm. And I have never been one to like kind of fantasize. I can't wait to be married someday. S- some some days or even in the past, you know, when early on in a relationship, I might've thought, you know, maybe that's not for me. And I think I'm gearing up for a place where I'm, I'm now more ready for it. But I think once going back to that sort of guard is up, I am having a hard time articulating I want to get married and I want to get married, you know, necessarily to you um, because of sort of that protection when I know he is not a place where he's not ready. So it's kind of hard for me to actually verbalize even those words of like, Mm -hmm. I want to get married and like that's Yeah. And it's hard. And what I don't like too is that it's sort of on you to even define it that way because I know that when I was 28, I wasn't sure either. I was dating someone who I could see a forever with, and I, I certainly didn't want to be put in a position where I had to say, I want to get married in order to feel like he saw a forever with me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So I'm not criticizing your question. I just feel like it's not fair to put her in that position where she needs to use the semantics of being like, I want to get married, because they've been together five years, they're living together. I don't really feel like it's necessarily about marriage. It's about where is this going, whether or not it has a marriage cer- certificate? 
Is it a certificate? It is a certificate. <laughs> okay. A contract? A piece of paper that says you're married. I'm not, actually, now that I think about it, I'm not sure it's a certificate. I know. Do you know? A marriage <laughs> license? No, you, you get a license to get married. And once you're married, you have a marriage certificate. Yeah, certificate? Sure. Uh, marriage diploma. <laughs> Hosts of a relationship podcast, yeah. right? <laughs> you got a marriage paper. You got married. So, so, uh, the reason I'm asking is because usually in these situations, there's a clear cut imbalance. Okay. Like the guy's doing something shady or the girl's doing something. So one of the partners is doing something that clearly makes them the bad person in the relationship. Uh-huh. I don't see that here. So I see this being a very healthy relationship in every way. I don't see a crack unless there's something you're not telling us. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number. Thousands of people try to call. You talk to one of them. They stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh. Somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. Going back to, I think, uh, what you said about, you know, when you were, you know, that age and like thinking of being 29 and being really vulnerable, that marriage is like the end. And I, I think he I think he would probably relate a lot to that. And he made a couple interesting comments in all the conversations we have over the past week and a half after talking about this. He mentioned something about talking to his mom and in our first month of being together where he said, I really like this girl and here are some qualities. And she said, yeah, like those qualities are quirks. You know, you might like them in a month or a couple years, but are you going to like them in 20 years? And I think it just goes back. I think that's in his mind. I think that, you know, just are you going to be absolutely, are you going to be absolutely, you know, ready for, you know, those things? And I think he somehow is just, you know, wanting to make sure I'm going to be okay with, you know, his non-vegan stuff, making sure I'm going to, you know, making sure that like we can maybe live in this house together and navigate not being in an apartment complex. And, you know, how do we choose who to hire if something breaks? So he did mention things like that. um, But I do think it's really hard to figure out how does he actually get clarity? He doesn't quite have something tangible. And I think my family has expressed a little bit of concerns. How does he not know already after this long of time? But Granted, once again, this is like such a fresh conversation for us. And I think it's hard to say, what will this look like in three months? Will we get a lot closer now that we are going to be actually open and having these conversations together to say, oh, well, this is my preference about this or this is my preference about this in marriage. And then ideally, it would be pretty clear at that point. But I just think it's so hard because we're in this space where we're not even there. And a lot of it's really new. And um, there's definitely a lot of confusion um, with where things are at. Is there anything you're not telling us, uh, like, did you guys ever come close in the five years to maybe breaking up ever? Was it even close? Was there a point where you might have? I don't think so. I mean, I, we, we had our share of arguments and like navigating, like, you know, well, we can both be really stubborn about things or, you know, we, you know, both kind of concede different thing. We can interpret things a little bit differently. And like those have gotten into arguments major issues in terms of, you know, like our values other than, you know, the difference of like vegan, non-vegan, but our like values and morals are like pretty much in tune um, with each other. And so a lot of the arguments that we get into are kind of smaller things, but no, I don't think we ever, we've definitely never had any conversations about like, let's take a break. We, we've pretty much been able to resolve things within 
and like maybe one, maybe two days max or waiting a few days to live with that whenever we had that therapy session. Sure. But um, no, nothing that I had been yeah mulling over for weeks on end trying sure. to navigate. And, and why did you decide to go into couples therapy? It was for intimacy purposes or initially for, for my behalf um, to navigate that. Uh, and then I ended up kind of bringing him in to kind of work together on some of those pieces. And then, um, it's sort of more turned into sort of relationship dynamics with that. And so it has been very helpful. It's been a few years, the same person. Um, and it's turned into just more of like a once a month. Um, sometimes we'll kind of chat about, you know, how that's going. And then other times we'll, yeah, I'll kind of bring up mostly me. I'll kind of bring up maybe a particular issue or something and we'll kind of figure out how to sort it out. So we're talking once a month regularly. He always comes with you. Yeah, and right now it's obvious, it's been virtual. But um, in the past, yeah, he was he was pretty on board with um, engaging in that. Um, sometimes there are, there are times where he's saying, well, "Do we have anything to talk about?" Like I feel like we've been good, and then I'll say maybe, "Oh, well, I do have some things, and let's let's wait and see, and let's get to the session." Okay, I want to slightly. Do you have something pressing you want to say? I want to ask. No, it's just a slightly, as I said, it's a slightly unique situation. Ordinarily, I would be 100% in your camp, and I, and I feel where you're coming from. Why? It's just that ordinarily, there's a distinct problem. There's, there's, there's a fracture. I've, ne- we, I've never seen one where the relationship is perfect. I think my last relationship was like that. I honestly think my last, this sounds like my last relationship. Like the, the sense that just not, it's not that anything's wrong. It's just that. I want to know, and that for me, I was nearing two years, that we're on the same tracks. I just want to make sure we're on the same train. And I'm not saying that train is necessarily headed for marriage. I just wanted, I want some assurance that in my case, I was contemplating a move to move to be with him. And he couldn't really give me that verbal assurance and... I had a big problem with that because I felt I was moving specifically for him. I would be moving for him. And I felt like I was owed at least the confidence that we would be together forever, whether or not that meant marriage or kids or whatever. I want to circle back slightly. You said that you were the one to initiate I Love You, the titles of boyfriend, girlfriend, moving in together. Can you think of a major event in your relationship that he might have been at the helm of, (laughs) at the helm of which he might have been? (laughs) Nice. You did it. Um, it's a good question. So okay, I do want to clarify. I planted the seeds for living together, but he did ultimately make the ask, um, and I think I, it was like amongst a lot of complaints about my my previous apartment complex and feeling really frustrated. Oh, my lease is up soon. And then I remember he explicitly said, well, here's all your options. And he laid them out. Um, he's a very he's an engineer. So he has this kind of analytical brain and all his options were basically like either we live together, we moved, you know, this and that. And all of them included us living together as the next steps. And so it was kind of from that. And so for me, that was a big step to actually hear him verbalize it and actually be the one to say it. So I think that was a very big, big deal, even if I was kind of more so hinting at it in some ways. In terms of other big decisions, I, um, it's hard, I guess, I don't know if you have some examples I could, you know, kind of run off, but nothing major, major is coming uh, up right now, other than, you know, he is looking at 
you know, this house and the plan is for us to be, move, you know, moving into that together, even if he will ultimately kind of put the down payment and sort of do that process. And is that fully clear? There's absolutely no question about that? There's no question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, and he's talked about, yeah, what decisions we want to make when okay. we're in the house together, okay. what we're going to schedule times to go look together. So I'm, I'm not necessarily concerned about that. I, I think it was more just the language of him talking about it with other people saying a lot of I statements. And that was hard to hear when it is something that we're, we're kind of sort of doing together, even if he ultimately is making that decision. Um, okay. I want to circle back another step from where we just were. Uh, you said that he is more day-to-day while you were more of the long-term planner. Do you feel that he is at all like kind of neurotic, sort of like worst-case scenario, like thinks about the ways in which things might not work out? I'm trying to hmm. match together him having these long-term concerns about your veganism, which would require some long-term planning. I'm trying to reconcile that with maybe personality traits that sort of make that add up. I don't know if I would call him neurotic. Um, and I'm sure he'll listen to this, so I don't want to. <laughs> I did get his permission, by the way. I do want to make that clear. He fully knows that I'm going on right now. Oh, good. Um, but I think, yeah, I want to say he probably has his mom's influence right now kind of in his in his mind about sort of what this long term looks like. I, I think he also he hasn't really had any other serious relationships. So I do I do think that's in a point of importance to kind of note Mm. that he's had maybe six months I mean like really not long term and once again we've been together five years these were a while ago so he has not been in any place that's been close to marriage so I think he's navigating a lot of very new territory as am I but I think and going back to kind of some of those steps early on I think he was sort of taking his time and working through those. His timeline for initiating, you know, I love you or even boyfriend, girlfriend probably would have come much later. And I, you know, planner and wanting to not have a lot of anxiety, I kind of started that process a little sooner. Um, But once again, I think that's why I was so disappointed that he didn't initiate this conversation because I really, really wanted it to come from him. And, And he knows that he apologized for it and um, now we're kind of it's open it's there and sort of working through um what that next piece would be um if that makes yeah for him to yeah I guess figure out whether or not he wants to be with me and also whether I want to be with him too I think that's a important piece I just feel like maybe I have a little bit more clarity yeah I think I would say you have a, a lot more clarity. Is he? How is he in other decisions in his life? Is he a passive or aggressive? Does he let decisions come to him, or does he make? Does he choose his own adventure? He is not the best with yeah, like kind of plan. I think he has a lot of different things sort of coming in, like a lot of stimulation for planning or needing to do different things. And I think he maybe has a hard time sort of prioritizing some certain things. So like, there's a lot of processes with like the house piece that he's kind of working on, and sometimes. Um, I guess his ability to be as proactive as maybe I would be in a situation like that is definitely different. Um, But I think ultimately he has just a different timeline. So he might take care of things and it might take him two weeks to do it. Whereas maybe I would take the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just have some different timelines on maybe getting things done or he did say something along the lines of like getting married is a bigger decision than buying a house to him. Mm -hmm. And so that's why he's kind of taking this step first um, versus like trying to jump into marriage. He's, he's okay. going to be, uh, the decision is going to be made for him soon because you're going to be common law in like, 
18 months. <laughs> so there's that. I think the guy's just scared of marriage. I honestly don't think there's anything wrong with your relationship. If there was even the slightest chink in the armor, I would say that he's got to make it make a call right now. Like he's got to get off the pot. I, but I, mean, I don't I, feel the urgency because I honestly think he's just he has a fear of marriage that's irrational. And you relate to it. And I relate to it. Irrational only in the sense that if you know how your whole life progresses, you'll see in the rearview mirror that it is irrational. But in the moment, I totally relate to the fear. I, it's funny. I have like a sort of like alternate reality view on this from mm-hmm. you. I think you're going a little too soft on, on him in general. But at the same time, you're, the way you think that he needs to shit or get off the pot right now, I actually feel softer in that regard because based on what you're telling me, he needs to marinate with information for a long time. Yeah. Uh, apparently a very long time because I would agree with the family members of yours who've said, it was, I think it was your family members who said that you should know. Five years in, I'm going to be honest. I think you should. Um, I don't love that it's becoming about the word marriage. I actually don't think this has anything to do with marriage. I think this is about being able to say, I want to build a life with you. And that's mm-hmm. great that he wants you to move into the house that he's buying. But the I statements really bug me. And that's the kind of yeah. thing. Like, I, I love that you picked up on that and took note of it. It's something that I also notice. Um, not only in my own relationships, but like when I'm talking to a girlfriend's husband or something, and this happened actually recently where I was like noticing all his I statements and I filed it away with distaste. (laughs) (laughs) I do feel like you're kind of in like the wait and watch state now, which is you've planted that seed and I don't, I don't think you should have to wait too long if I'm honest, to, to have some assurance. And I say mm-hmm. that, again, it's not about I want to walk down an aisle in a big white dress because I'm the same as you. I never fantasized about my wedding day. It's just about feeling like you are investing in mm-hmm. the right investment. You've already spent, you know, most of your 20s with him. In that sense, it doesn't have to happen tomorrow, but he does need to shit or get off the pot because maybe you'll find someone else who is 100% sure and has no issues with the vegan lifestyle. The vegan thing really bugs me. I, like You've been like that for the entire relationship. For him to sort of pull that out as a reason why you might not end up together, is it's a really, part of your lifestyle. It's a choice you I didn't you've get made. the feeling that he was using that. as. Is that really something he's using as a reason? No, no. So I do want to be really clear. So he is fully respectful and accepting of my veganism. He just is concerned that I'm not as reciprocating of his non-vegan diet and that I have, you know, made a, you know, gross, disgusting face when he eats meat. You know, I, I have struggled with that. That has been a really big challenge. Like ultimately he has made it very clear he will not go vegan. And so it's a part that I've been trying, you know, I think I've gotten to a place where I've, you know, accepted it and, you know, I'm trying to, trying to respect it. And, and that's, that's been a piece of sort of the opposite of what you'd kind of think. He fully accepts and respects me. I think he's concerned with, you know, will Maya, um, you know, not be okay with me not being vegan in the future. So, so is it is I'm opposed to, you know, kind of putting the screws on a partner about marriage, because I think you sh- no one should ever have to. Um, but in this particular case, have you considered maybe just saying what is what's your reservation? Like not 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 in like a, you know, clock's ticking, you know, real 
casual, mm-hmm. friendly, warm. Just what's the reservation? Just tell me, what are you scared about? Yeah, it was pretty much what I had said. Like, he was concerned about the kids, which I feel like I cleared up. And then he was also, you know, that thought of in 20 years, am I going to be okay with X, Y, and Z? And then I think he is is just, yeah, kind of still in this I don't exactly know what I need phase. I actually think out of all the talking points, the kids is actually the thing that we're not really talking about is is mm. possibly the greatest cause for concern just because I can see that being, if you're not sure, which trust me, I get. Um, th- I just feel like that could actually turn out to be the secret problem here. Uh, I and agree. I, yeah, I say that uh, having girlfriends who, like I have a girlfriend who ended an engagement over this because she realized she didn't want kids. The guy realized he did want kids. We talked to a family and marriage therapist recently here on the podcast, and she said that's not something that's going to get better. So. I, mean, I, I do feel like that is something that maybe needs to be confronted. Yeah, that might be the issue. I don't think it's the veganism. It's just not, doesn't have enough teeth, no pun intended. But um, I do think that it's possible that this could be like a quid pro quo kind of thing where you may have to just be like, I'm, I will be open to having kids. Um, and, and well, then, as long as she feels that way. And then. Yeah, I mean, if well, it you sounds really... like she is open to it. She's not. I did. She's just not sure. No, I but... did say that I would be open to it. I said, you know, I'd like to do genetic testing. He said that sounds good. You know, so we we did have kind of a vague conversation or like a brief conversation where I just said, yeah, like I I think you know that's definitely you know why I you know would be open to. And to, sorry to get back to why we're circling around the marriage and veganism thing. I'm sure you already know this and you were like working on, on bringing back the sort of disgust and distaste. Like I totally get that. I, I think that you have to be very careful not to do that just because it's only going to drive someone away and, and apparently use it as ammunition against you as, in, in the 20 year plan mm-hmm. way. It bugs me that he used that, but at the same time, if you are giving him that sort of judgment every single time, I can see why he would be like, oh, am I going to, am I going to hear that every single time I have a steak kind of thing? My two questions, uh, at what point in the time it takes him for to de- him to decide whether or not he's ready for marriage with me, does that impact my timeline for marriage where I can no longer wait? In general, Andy and I don't love the sort of, um, we call them like the broad questions or the unspecific questions where it's like, at what point does blah, blah, blah? Yeah. Like, what are your general thoughts on blah, blah, blah? Because I really do think that is so subjective. Like maybe your it's deadline. It's up to you. Yeah, maybe it's, your it's, deadline's yeah. in a decade. You, you know the answer to that. Yeah, only you know the answer to that. But I, I think I can answer this with something I said earlier, which is that I agree with the family members of yours who have said that I think he should know. Five years is is a good number. And they've been living together for three. Yeah, it's a good number. The only issue is the age. Like if if you're if it was a matter of a few years, like if he was thirty three or thirty four, I'd say, come on, just let's do this. Yeah, well, and then but then the response to that is timing is everything. Timing is they're everything. together right. now. They've been together for five years at this at these ages. It's no, not useful I, I that in four years he'd be ready. The answer to your question is now. You've, you're mm. asking the question because the the answer has already come to pass. You know the answer. You you want it to happen now, and it should happen now, and that's why I'm. Go ahead. Well, not I mean not it's, the question is being asked now. But I think when you ask that question is when the that's when it should be the answer. Oof. Mm. Really. 
I mean, why is she thinking about it? If she's thinking it's taking a long time and I want to know the answer to this question, why okay. does she want a number? I the have, number has already come. Well, because everyone wants numbers. Everyone no, not, wants numbers. Not before, usually not before <laughs> the event happens and usually not on a podcast about relationships. Mm. But that's that's not fair. <laughs> I have an advantage knowing this. M- Maya, um, when would you say this first sort of struck you? So we're going to make it about when the question was first asked. Well, I can think back to like a year ago when I went skiing with like a couple girlfriends and he was there and like he went off with one of my friends to like do some extra runs. And I sat down and had a chat with a girlfriend and we were talking about like a trip we had coming up, which got canceled, um, of course, due to COVID. But it was, you know, set to be last year in summer. And I was even thinking of, you know, just sort of this um, sort of daydream of like, oh, wow, like what if, you know, I don't know, like maybe there'll be like an engagement on the beach. You know, I was thinking a little bit about like, what does that look like? I feel like we're, you know, at that point, you know, for almost four years at that point, a year ago. And I was thinking, you know, are we working up to something like that? Um, so I think it's, it's certainly been on my mind for a while, but once again, I had really held back because I was really trying to be as patient as possible to let it come from him. And I don't think I'm in a place like with what Andy's saying, I don't think I'm in a place where like, I need to absolutely, I don't need an engagement right now. I just, yeah, I think just this promise or hope or encouragement that we're like taking steps to get there. I don't think I want to be waiting another two years. Do I want to be waiting another one year? I'm not sure. Um, I also know that that's a lot of pressure if I'm communicating, you know, timelines to him, but I just need to see some like tangible progress towards you know, him getting clarity for us having these conversations and for, yeah, to take steps um, to see it get there. I mean, in relation to the question you asked just now, I think you have to set a time for yourself. Yes. This is about you now, especially now that you've planted the seed and he knows about it. He knows you're on a podcast talking about it. I'm not, I just don't... Okay, ask your second question. Ask your second question. <laughs> he he is a very like so he's a very caring person. Like I know he loves and cares about me a lot. Like he he's a really good guy. I feel like we have a very good thing going and I don't think we'd be, you know, yeah, together or see, you know, if we didn't see that potential. I just think it's hard and and maybe there's some fear that he has with with marriage which is maybe holding him back. Um, both of our parents are divorced. Um, so, I mean, I think that could certainly okay. play a role into it too. Um, but we, they got divorced, I think when both of us were in our early twenties. So we kind of grew up with family units and then had a very similar age experience of when our parents got divorced. So, um, okay. in terms of my second question, I said, given this topic is very fresh and new for both of us, is it reasonable for him to not know after being together for five years? And is there still hope he can get there in a realistic amount of time? There's I feel always like this hope. Is, this mean, is for you. This question is for you. Yeah, there's Especially always Especially since I think I've made my uh, thoughts clear. <laughs> Look, honestly, the girl that I was dating when I was, you know, around that age. Margie. Da- yeah. Dating her for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I could have easily seen at that age, had she, she broke up with me, had, had she not left, I could have totally seen that relationship kind of just drifting along for years like five years, six years, I don't know, without me pulling the trigger on marriage. Um, because you were generally afraid of it. But I was generally afraid of marriage, it's true. But there were cracks in our relationship. 
we weren't in paradise by any stretch. If we were, I think it would have been a lot different. Although, as you said, and we always say, timing is everything. I don't think I was ready, period. I think if I met the, you know, the most wonderful woman on earth ever that I could possibly ever want to meet at that moment in time, I still may have not been ready. So I think it's possible he's just not ready. Again, like nine out of 10 times, I would say you got to this, you got to put the screws on him. It's like, he's got to make a decision. This is not fair to you. You have a life to live. Like he, yeah. And Andy's not afraid to tell couples and to I, break up. <laughs> I always, this is, I do it all the time. But the problem here is there's something going on with his fear of marriage. And it may, as you brought up, it may have to do with the fact that he had a bad role model. His parents may have not gotten divorced till he was in his early 20s, but they may have hated each other for 10 years while he was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not a good example. There's something he's scared of. I don't know if it's his fear of monogamy. Do you think there's any chance he has this kind of desire or sort of forlorn to sow the oats to sow no oats so no oats sowing you know no think, no I do, okay yeah okay that's good that's that's the biggest problem so that's and good. you're sure about that because he could he might he might not she tell seems you that pretty confident i mean i yeah and like i've i mean like well i'll jokingly mention you know make a comment about that and like well but like we we've been like pretty yeah like pretty strict on like where we're at and our goals for that and yet neither of us have have had any you know interest in in something like that so i feel pretty good about where we're at with that and that not changing i I think this i think if he really wanted to get married like if it was really on his mind like i want to marry this woman and and again take this with a grain of salt but i'm not saying that he doesn't want to be with you there's two separate things with this guy he wants to Mm -hmm. be with you i have i have there's no flags here i don't see any problems with this relationship or his behavior to be honest except for this one glaring irregularity which Um, one the fact that he hasn't proposed yet. <laughs> Aside from that, I don't see any issues with this relationship. Proposed yet? He can't even tell her that he wants to be with her forever. I get it. With or, with or without a proposal. What he should be doing if he really wanted to get married, which I don't think he does right now. That's you don't the, think? No, no. I, I'm trying to, be, trying to be gentle here. Take it easy. I, I think there's definitely potential for him to get married down the road, but... He would say to you, he's like, listen, I really want to get married, but I have to be sure about these two things. I have to and sort out the veganism stuff, sort out the kids stuff. But he's mm-hmm. not doing that. He's not bringing it to the table. He's not taking mm-hmm. the initiative. Yes. So he is in no rush to get married. You could be waiting around for a long time before he yeah. pops a question. Or he's playing the the coyest game ever. And he's got the ring ready. He's like, ah, oh, she keeps <laughs> talking imagine? about marriage. He's ruining my whole plan. But I don't I don't think that's the case necessarily. Either. <laughs> it's not the case. <laughs> no, it's not the case. You could you could rummage around his drawers and see. But um unfortunately, I think, and I hate to give this advice, which it goes against most almost every advice I give to people in this general situation. So I think you need to take a little bit. I, I know you disagree. St- get over your 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 pissed offness about this guy. I, I just seriously because no, no I'm not. You pit- know me. I I'm always going to take. No, I know. I you're taking a gentler approach with this, but remember. I never what you, take a gentler. Remember approach. what you were about to say because I just want to insert I'm, something. Yeah, in. go ahead. I'm going to remember. Um, because you you talk about cracks in the relationship, but as far as she's concerned, if he's not sh- if the timing's not right for him, and he's not ready to even verbally assure her that he definitely wants to be with her forever, that in and of itself is a crack in the relationship. If that's what she wants, because that means that, that their goal is not the same goal. It's a partnership. 
They're, they should be on the same fucking train. Not trains that are like kind of parallel and one's sort of going off. What? Sorry, say what you're going to say. You're thinking a lot. This is a tough one for me. Because you, I, you have I, heart I, it's for like, him. It's like I've got, I'm really torn between you, your and my you opinion. You know what? But, your question really touches on we relate to each person in your yeah. scenario. And I think it's hard for us to, to come at it <laughs> objectively. And it's not, it's not my place. Like oftentimes, no offense to any of our callers previously, they come in with like, it's like slam dunk. It's just like within five seconds of like, okay, I know what I'm saying about this. Just finish your sentence. This is very far from that. You guys seem to be having a very mature, aside from this one, as I said, this one issue, you have a very mature relationship. You're, you've been getting couples therapy for a long time. He's going to buy a house. He's talking about you guys living together. You, he cooks you vegan meals. It's like <laughs> there's all sorts of good stuff happening. There's here. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't see this as being a problem. And I don't see there being any reason for what I would often recommend is like, you know, ultimatum. Like, that's it. You, you know, live <laughs> Wait, your you life. Don't even move do- on. Get rid of this guy. Yeah. It's not even close to that. I unfortunately think you may, because of his passivity and because of his inherent fear of marriage, I refuse to believe that the reasons that he's not pulling the triggers was a veganism and the kids thing. Because it seems to me like you're being very reasonable about those, unless I'm wrong. No, it seems to me you're grasping being grasping for reasons. He's grasping for reasons. I he's think- grasping for reasons that aren't, I'm just not ready. Well, although he also did do that. But he's afraid of it. I agree with you. He's afraid of marriage. And how do you deal with a guy who's afraid of marriage? You have to make him less afraid of marriage. And unfortunately, mm. again, I know you're, you're, what you're thinking. Like, no. I'm telling her to force the hand. But, but in this situation... I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think okay. that's what you're doing. Good. I, usually, usually I, like, I like the... Okay, again, this is a <laughs> heteronormative phrase. Oh, I oh, preface oh, this. Oh, oh. <laughs> I like the woman to chase and the man to... I yeah. mean, the woman to be chased and the man to chase. But in, in a heterosexual in, in a heterosexual situation, <laughs> yes. just to make an example, <laughs> you have to take a little bit more of a proactive role than I ordinarily would advise. And I say that with a heavy heart, but unfortunately, you will have to do this. It seems like he's a very good listener. It seems like you guys have a really good communication going. Um, I don't think it's going to backfire in any way. I don't think it's going to be that difficult, but I think you just have to recognize that you might have to take the driver's seat a little bit here. And and there will come a point where you're like, you know what? I'm getting pretty sick of this. Like, this is pissing me off. And if you get to the point where you're pissed off, mm-hmm. that's going to change the nature of how things should go. And at that point, you may have to do phase two, which is... <laughs> Which is basically say, I may not be here forever if you do this. And I don't want you to go there yet. I don't think she should go there yet. But if he doesn't respond to the soft play, you may have to go hard. I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense. And I think it resonates, it like matches up with a lot of, you know, kind of historically, you know, I've been the one who initiated all those conversations and it's like he's on board and he, you know, is in participation with me in a lot of those ways. But I think what you're saying um, makes sense for the fact that like, I might need to then have the next conversation and sort of sit down and say, hey, like, let's spend some time talking about this. Or like, let's talk a little bit more about what we're thinking with kids. Like I maybe 
he would have that conversation with me in a couple months. Maybe it's something that I would need to, if I want to bring it up, we would need to talk about it sooner um, just because in order to kind of move things forward and make sure we're going to be on the same page about it, it it's likely that I kind of need to give in a little bit, like you said, take the driver's seat um, just because it, he may not be initiating some of those things. So like, I hear that and I think it makes sense with sort of our relationship and how we communicate. I, I can I, I have to say something. I know you're going to disagree with me. It's not necessarily. Oh, okay. I just want to circle back slightly where you said that they communicate wonderfully. Mm-hmm. I feel like you guys do commu- like there's a lot of communication going on. I lo- like I the fact that you go to therapy together once a month is really it's big time. It's really impressive. Mm-hmm. What I find and I've been thinking about this while Andy was talking. I was listening but also thinking <laughs> about how in the five years you've been together, this has never, like, the fact that marriage is just this kind of idea, and not even marriage, but like the sort of the way he'll say it coyly in a, like, in a scenario, an if scenario, mm-hmm. like you said. In some ways, I almost think I find that the worst part because there, if you do, I do think that having a communicative partnership is the key word here. That involves making those little plans and not dancing around a topic that's sort of like, are you going to talk about it first? Or are you going to talk about it first? Or yeah. like waiting for someone to talk about it. It should be a given. I'm going to say it. I just really think that this far in, it should be a given. So you think you think she should just be more proactive? I think it's general. a it's it, I definitely think it's you've the been, rare occasion where she should be a little more proactive. Not that you're doing something wrong. I'm saying that you might have to. But I hate that it's it's even on her to have to do that. I hate it too, but that's why I'm. it's a caveat. I'm saying this is unusual. But based on all the evidence I've heard tonight, I think that this is a rare example where she may have to just kind of nudge a little bit. And I never give that advice. So. I, you know what? I don't, I'm not going to disagree with you. I don't disagree with you on that. I just, again, it comes back to the root of the question, which is like, I'm annoyed that she's in a position where we're telling her she has to be more proactive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He loves her. He's shown it in many ways. You're right. He's this shown way. her. He even if he hasn't told her until she said it first. The only way he's not shown her that <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only way he hasn't shown her that he loves her in, is literally in the most legal way. Uh, not to belittle the, the the institution of marriage, but... Yeah, but even the house, like the I statements, the fact that she had to be like, hey, are we on the same page about this? I sometimes still refer to this apartment <laughs> in the I. Like, I, I don't think that's like the <laughs> yeah, end of the world. Yeah, but you were also like, come live with me. I don't like that she had to bring that up. But he never was was in the position like, I, I'm not sure I want you to live with me in this new house, right? <gasps> oh, no. No, not at all. Like the the whole game plan, this like this whole time. I mean, he's been talking about this. Ha- like it's kind of actually a funny a joke that my family like they know he's been talking about it for a while, and like there hasn't been a lot of necessarily action. But he hasn't been in a place where he's fully ready, and now it's the time. Um, and so, no, I mean everything is on board. Like we are we are 
he sent some houses. We looked at a few together, like online and, you know, he's going to make some plans to go see them and I will be coming with him when I can. And so I think he's going to factor in my commute. There's a lot of pieces there, but I think ultimately, yeah, when he's talking with family members about it, he's making these decisions. And so that's where it comes out. And I think that's what sort of um, got to me a little bit more than the reality that I know we're actually going to be making a lot of decisions together with how we want to live together in this new house. Mm. Maybe I should go softer on the I state. It was semantics, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's his money. Like, I get it. He bought the house with his money. I get it. You bought this apartment many years ago. It's like, I no, get I that. I still say my this, my that, and I don't mean it in any derogatory way. I've just, just, I've said that for the many years before I met you. So it's fun. It's just, to it. so to me, it's combined with the other things. It's combined mm-hmm. with the fact that Maya, you have been spearheading most of the advancements yeah. in this relationship. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. I agree with Andy, honestly, on the execution here. I, for me, I actually think it's a little more, like I said, sort of watch and wait mm-hmm. while having for yourself a timeline. Mm-hmm. Because, again, based on the, you know, the moving in together thing, you said you felt you planted the seed and maybe he just needed time to come to terms with that. It's very possible that he just... He needs a lot more time than most guys. <laughs> maybe. It's very, I mean, he wouldn't be the first guy to be dragging his nope. feet about a proposal after five years. We, that's not it's, uncommon. It's, it's a rare dragging the feet in a good relationship. It happens. <laughs> this is one of those cases. Yeah. It's weird. It's unusual. Yeah. The, the fact it's, that- I'm sorry for you. It's unfortunate that you have to deal with it, but it's frustrating, particularly frustrating. One last question for me. Could you see yourself living without him? I think a couple years ago, it'd be really hard to, it, it, I would have a lot more question marks. I, and once again, I think here's me with like having a hard time. My walls are a little bit up to, you know, kind of say and fully express and articulate that piece right there. But I, I'm definitely in a, a place with him where I'm not thinking about other options. I, the idea of losing him is not worth, you know, it's not worth the risk of, you know, finding someone else that, you know, would match up to, you know, where he's at. I mean, I, I really, really care about him. I love him. I, I really see that future with him. And at the same time, knowing that he's not in a place where he's ready, it's really hard for me to also, yeah, to kind of express like, yes, I'm fully ready. Like it's you, like you're my, you know, I just, I have a really hard time. But sorry to interrupt, but the answer to the question was you can't see yourself living without him. I right? don't think or, so. I don't think so. Okay. I, I, okay. So, no, that I just was really make, random. About, yeah, I, no. Yeah. <laughs> it started going in another place, but I just wanted to make sure that that is something <laughs> that that is uh, that is on the table. Because if you kind of maybe you've convinced yourself that this is something you want, and I, again, I'm not trying to be a mm-hmm. homewrecker here, but I'm saying <laughs> after five years, you kind of become codependent, and you're like, "This is it. This is my guy." Like mm-hmm. I'm, I don't have blinders on. Um, and some people go the exact opposite way. They're like, I'm so sick of this. I want to have sex mm-hmm. with everybody. But it seems like you're kind of set on this. Like, are you sure that this is your guy? Are you, is this, again, I'm asking the same question a different way. Is this your guy? I I guess I want it to be. I think 
I, I don't know if I can answer that knowing that he's not ready. I, sorry, I'm kind of re- going back and like some with a broken record, but that's really hard to actually say when I know he's in that place. I think it could very, I think it very well could be. If I knew, like if we had that conversation and he said, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you brought this up. It had been on my mind. I was nervous to talk to you. And yeah, actually, like I, I am thinking about it. Like I'm, I'm thinking about it later this year, you know, whatever. I think I, it's hard to say because that didn't happen, but I think I would probably feel a lot more like, yes, great. Like we're on the same page. I want that mm. too. So it's like I, a circular. I, it's yeah, a circular but I, th- I th- yeah. also think that's a problem. And I'm, I'm, she said, it's funny. I was thinking I wanted to mention how you keep saying that. And then you said it again, which was a lovely reminder. I think that that's an, another issue the fact that she is sort of you're keeping your cards Mm -hmm. to yourself because you're not like there's just there isn't this open again we always talk about the relationship being a safe place an open place where you should feel free to be like i want to marry you one day it's like it's like that um was it what was it was in game of thrones where they were in like that giant like there's like a hole in the middle of the floor and if you go, it's like a bottomless. You just fall like 20,000 feet. Yeah. And it's like in this big room. Yeah. It is Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. It's totally Game of Thrones. No, I, no I'm not. It's I'm Game so of sorry. Thrones. Gabby says it's Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, Gabby. Confirms. Anyway, okay. in the Game of Thrones, there's like this. Maya, you failed us. There's this big like <laughs> hall. There's this like big, big areas, huge room. And in the middle is this little circle. And it goes down like 5,000 straight vertical feet down this cliff. And they basically throw people in there. That's. They don't like, <laughs> but evil. but that's what you have, unfortunately, in your relationship. There's like this bottomless pit in the center, and you have to kind of keep, you know, navigating around it. Unfortunate. What? How is that hole a bottomless pit? <laughs> it could just be a small step, and it could be way nicer in the hole. <laughs> How is- dare you break <laughs> apart my perfect analogy? I'll uh, remember that. No, she's right. It's not a good analogy. That's not the point, though. The point is there is something in your relationship that you're dancing around, and it's causing this circle of conflict. And I can't see any other place that there's conflict in your whole relationship. It's very unusual. Overall, the lack... There is a ton of communication, but there is something you're you're both dancing around. And I even remember from your email, you did word it that way. Like, it's sort of like he'll even dance around referring to marriage by Mm -hmm. saying one day... If we're married, correct? Yeah, if we're married, whatever X, Y, and Z will happen. So that, I just, I really feel like a true partnership, you're, leave, you're living together. You're not 21 and 22. You're at the point in your lives where this is a perfectly reasonable step to consider. Or, and honestly be planning for. And I have a hard time believing he didn't see this coming and that this is some blind side. It's true. Mm-hmm. I'm just st- stating the obvious. So, okay. So he, f- you, you were forced to plant the seed, which I, I do think you were. Although I don't know, it sounds like Dear Shandy might have been the catalyst <laughs> in the planting was, of the seed. Yeah, <laughs> it actually was. It actually truly was because I was trying to figure out how do I come on the podcast, but also like not, you know, totally screw up the relationship. So I was trying to handle things in the right yeah. order, and then. Well, actually, I gave you a layup to get married, I said, can you live without him? And what you should have said is, yeah, I think about it all the time. I'm actually kind of, I, I think I'm, you know, I think I might leave any day now. And then you'd be engaged in like a week. <laughs> if you're like, I saw dear Shandy, you don't love me anymore. Okay, here, here's a ring. I mean, that that does work with men, a disturbing. Yeah. 
I, I don't amount. recommend that yet. <laughs> but that is yeah, phase, that's in phase two, if you want. And especially because he's been very clear, like he he doesn't want that. Like, and actually, when I said, "Why hadn't you brought this up to me?" He said, "I really was concerned about the pressure, and that like every two weeks you'd be asking." And I was trying to reassure him, like, "This is not something I'm going to be asking for every two weeks." But like, yeah, like we need to be talking about this. This ultimately needs to come from you. You know, I was very clear with how I was disappointed in how he didn't initiate this. Um, but I think he, yeah, was concerned that maybe I would approach it differently. That language, I hate that language. I didn't bring it up because I was worried you were going to bring it up every two weeks. Mm. Yeah, that's not great. It reminds me a bit of the, I can't win. Like, I'm either going to have an unhappy girlfriend or someone who's pressuring yeah. me. This is my <laughs> issue, my overriding issue. I hate that it's on you to either state how you feel and what you want in your partnership, which should be the most in sync, safe place I hate that you doing that is you pressuring him mm-hmm. or he's telling you that it feels like pressure. That's how he's receiving your desires and to the point where you don't even feel comfortable verbalizing your desires, even on a podcast, because you know he'll listen to it, because you're not getting that from him. That's not cool. That's not communication. There is a big hole here when you, when you express disappointment Instead of him owning it, it mm-hmm. was, I didn't bring it up because I didn't want you to pressure me. It happened in a different order, though, just to okay. clarify. Like, when I did express disappointment, he apologized and understood my feelings. And then when I explicitly asked him, why didn't you bring it up? He said, yeah, I was kind of concerned it would be this, like, pressuring thing. And I was worried about that. So it, it came up in slightly different order. Um, and if that... I, mean, at least, <laughs> I guess that's honest, I still hate how it puts the onus on you. The onus on you to back off and not say what you want in this relationship for fear of him feeling pressured. And I will say, I'm actually, I'm not... The guardness that I have to not express or articulate what I want is not out of fear that I'm going to pressure him. It's just that he can't reciprocate that to me. So it's more of just more of just my anxiety that I'm going to put it out there and I'm, I could get hurt or I risk getting hurt, obviously being as vulnerable, um, if he can't reciprocate that. And he can't reciprocate that right now in terms of p- putting that out there. So that's so if I were to put that out there, I don't think I would feel concerned about the extra pressure. I think more just I'm, I'm I know he can't give that back to me. But that and again that's what comes, I'm worried about. That again, though, comes back to the safe place thing. Yeah. I see a lot of myself, my 28-year-old self in this. (laughs) I really do. I was 28 when I was faced with this exact thing. Mm. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. five years. And we weren't living together. Yeah, I don't know. He's just got, like, low relationship IQ. He hasn't been in relationships, you know? And I don't that's not an insult. That's just experience. He just doesn't really know how to... Yeah. What to do. Yeah. Okay. But... (laughs) Still, I'm, try, I'm trying adult. to go to bat for this guy. I know. I he's 29. <laughs> he's, he can't be surprised that she would bring this up at some point. Timing is everything, sure. But as far as she's concerned, the, the timing is a yeah. major factor here. Yeah, it matters. If he's going to be ready in five years, are you willing to wait five years? Five more years? <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, let's say he's um, like, I... No, there comes I, a point where you need yeah. to, you have to have a deadline for yourself. Yeah. You don't need to verbalize that to us or to him, but yeah. yeah, I'd say, yeah. I mean, I'd give him whatever the number is a year, 
But uh, at that point, you're going to have to make it clear to him that he could lose you. There's going to have to come a point where he feels that he can lose you. I, I don't know who has the, the what the power struggle is in the relationship. I don't know if someone has a clear upper hand in this relationship. I'm not sure I would take a guess, but I'm not going to go there. But I think that at some point he has to feel like you are not just like his, you know, a, a prosthetic left arm. Like you're actually a human being who can do other things without him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and could be very happy in a relationship with someone else. That's just fact. Yes. It might seem like an impossibility now, but that's the truth. If if he mm-hmm. was not willing to at least assure you that this was yeah. going somewhere long term, whether or not marriage is a part of that, you would meet someone else and be very happy. Yeah. It's important that he realizes that. Yeah. Yeah. If if not now, soon. Sorry, yes. I'm like I've I've I've, I do, I've been such a Debbie Downer in this call. I'm sorry, Maya. I've gone hard on you. <laughs> I've gone hard on your boyfriend. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was about to say apologize to him on my behalf, but I'm no, I'm not. I'm not apologetic. Actually, it was funny because when I told him about the podcast and coming on, he initially thought it was a prank, and then when I said, you know, talked about going on, he said, no, you have my full support. My only concern is that they're going to, you know, try and talk you out of being with me. But like, hopefully it'll be okay. (laughs) You can tell him, by the way, that I've talked everybody in your position out of being with the guy. It's true. And he he tells almost everyone. He watched the podcast. So So he, he, yeah, so he should. He was aware of that. He should be very happy. We've reversed roles. Usually I'm the one that's like, oh. Yeah, this is the first. This is like, I mean, aside from a couple, this is like the first caller where I've been like, nope. He's not a he's not a piece of shit. In defense, of <laughs> he's <the> not. <laughs> I appreciate I the he, validation. I just, but again, I have to have a rebuttal to everything. He doesn't have to be a piece of shit to not be a partner who's meeting you in the middle and mm-hmm. and making you feel like this isn't a waste of your time. You yeah. are you have the right to that information. It's it's not too soon, and you demanding that. First of all, you shouldn't have to demand it, but you demanding that shouldn't be equated with pressure. Okay. It still has to be done tactfully. You can't just go in there guns blazing. She, oh, come on. Look at her. She could never. She's so sweet. You're right. I don't think she could. <laughs> she keeps defending him to, to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Only because yeah. I know he's going to listen, so I'm trying to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see her when he's when she's not on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling it's a little different. Yeah. No, I definitely think that you would. There's no way you would go in guns blazing. I feel like you would. You're so considerate about his point of view. You come to his defense at every turn, which is lovely. And that's what a partnership should be. But I also think that he needs to deserve it. And yeah. in some cases mm-hmm. here, there, there's, there is a hole. It She's may not a- be a bottomless pit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, that did have a bottom. It was just very low, <laughs> very, very down. Very down. Um, anyway, you're a classic uh, herbivore. But there is going to come a point where you have to become a carnivore with this guy. I hate to say it, but it's not now. It's not now. How long were you planning that? Uh, like, like not long, like 15 seconds. <laughs> Maya, do you think you're going to take Andy's advice? So I think my initial is going to be having us, whenever this comes out, we're going to listen to it together and sort of flesh out. And talk about everything. <laughs> oh God, your boyfriend's going to hate me. <laughs> hate me. I do like the ideas of some of the, you know, 
potentially maybe me thinking about my own timeline and what that looks like and figuring out how to, you know, maybe I, let's say, give it three months of, you know, having some of these conversations and then express that timeline to him. But I think we need to get, you know, a little bit closer of both of us having more open conversations before I would kind of come in guns blazing with, you know, all of that at once. Because I think we still need to flesh out. Like, I want to be able to talk about how X, Y, and Z works in a marriage together and make sure we're on the same page. I think those are important conversations for not just him to know and get clarity on, but for both of us before we obviously take the next step. So I think it's smart that we're going to probably spend some time doing it. And let's not forget, no one, you don't have to get married. No. A lot, some couples just, they stay together, they have kids, they live no. and die together and they never get married. I don't think you have to get, get married. married at all. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, again, only, and that's why I kept emphasizing the word marriage here is not right. necessarily attached to it's this It's more about the concept. It's like, what is, yeah. what is, what is he hold, why is he holding back from really committing to you, like, for life? And mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's the issue. Anyway, My, good stuff. Uh, good Good luck. luck. Thank you so much for taking the time and being up late on the East Coast to talk with me over here. Oh, <laughs> really excited no to be on. <laughs> it was a pleasure. It was mm-hmm. a tough one, a but tough one. you can gauge how healthy this is and how worth it is in continuing to invest in by how he reciprocates from, from yeah. here on, especially yeah, now that you've planted this seed. Yeah, we'd like, yes. we would like a follow-up. Oh, yes. Ooh, okay. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Maya. Thank you so much and good Thank luck. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you so much. Bye. Uh, something very pleasing about feeling a hot ear. It's not nice. You yeah. kind of put like a cool hand on a hot ear. Yeah. So <sighs> I, I didn't want to be that person in this conversation, but we didn't start a podcast for the purposes of just telling people what they wanted to hear. You were a lot gentler just now than I thought. There was nothing. For, there was not, almost nothing for me to sink my teeth into. There was nothing for me to, to really be like, this guy, oh, he did this. Or there's this red flag or this yellow flag. The only flag is the thing that... She's calling about. She's calling about. Yeah. And that's a, it's a very... It's complicated. There's a lot of there's a lot of issues going on. There's his inexperienced relationships. There's his, also things we didn't talk about much. His bad role model, his parents had a divorce in his early 20s, which means they had a bad relationship for a mm-hmm. long time before that. The fact that he's committed in so many other ways, like he's buying a house that they're going to live in together. He cooks her all these vegan meals. He makes all these efforts. He's like, I don't, I, I have a feeling, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I have a feeling there's something that if I was able to, to, to sort of like shadow them for a week. Yeah, I feel like if you watched them interact for yeah, an hour, you would have I would thing. have clear cut. I'm almost certain, but I don't. So with just the information I have, I can't vilify this guy. He's not a bad guy. He's not the bad guy. He's just the guy who kind of needs to get off the pot. But but what I don't like is that that's the automatic alternative. It's like, oh, he doesn't want to marry her. Then he is the villain who needs to be vilified. That's not what I'm saying. All I care about is her, her timeline and her not wasting time if he, again, is not going to shit. On the pot. I get it. But they've had a really good five-year relationship. What, is she 28? She's 28. He's 29. Okay. So she's she's young. Yeah. I'm not saying that, you know. Yeah, but again, a... they didn't enter this relationship a year ago. This is a, five years is a long five time. Five years is a long time. I, I get it. I get it. Um, and I think, as you said, and I echoed, 
she should set some time in her mind. She doesn't even have, she doesn't have to tell him the time. It doesn't have to be a Oh, deadline. I don't think she should tell she him. She shouldn't tell him. Because if be she tells ultimatum. him the time, then it, yeah, it's an ultimatum. And yeah. I don't think that's what should no. happen here. It needs to be something that she decides for herself, does not have to tell a single soul. Yes. But she also needs to stick with it's it. It's a silent auction. No one knows. No Dutch one knows. auction? Is that what you call it? Sil- silent auction. Whatever. I'm sure Dutch auction is offensive in some way. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I have no idea. It's like a, just no idea, but it's offensive. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I look, I love dropping the hammer when it's clear. I was not clear on this at all. Just because he waited that long, just because he hasn't married her yet doesn't make him in any. No, that's not the right language. Just because he hasn't married her yet. That's not what this is about. This is not about the word marriage or even marriage at all. She expressed wanting to have some kind of assurance about a long-term future together after having been together for five years and having lived with him for three. He should be able to give her more than just, I'm not ready. It's interesting how our take on this is so like, you're like in defense of the man and I'm in defense of the woman. But I'm usually the opposite. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, usually. I'm, I'm way usually. Yeah, but I don't think the guy needs to be a bad guy to be the bad guy for her in this relationship. Do you I, know what I mean? He doesn't agree. have to be bad. It's that he, if he doesn't want to be with her, then she needs to extricate herself. No, but if he's, if he's, he is a bad guy by default, if he's wasting her time and, and not respecting her timeline. And that's why from here on is the observing part because now now that she planted the seed which is so like as as if it's some surprise yeah i know like come on he's 29 years old he's not a child they've been living together i don't know what it is about this guy but i feel like this little simpatico i feel like i understand what's happening with him He's in that place at that age where it's like he really likes her and he's just scared about like he's thinking existentially about and I it's not it's not totally fair. I just I feel a little bad. I, I kind of know what you can feel through. bad for for him, but I feel more bad for her. It's worse to be the person who is putting your all oh, into no, a relationship. I, and- I, I also feel a little more bad for her. Yeah. I do. It's, it's, yeah, I can feel bad for both, but I'm just saying <laughs> you can. Just, you may I feel okay. I, have to take sides. I feel I'm a tiny bad. bit bad for him. I get that. Yeah. But that's part of being an adult in I, a committed long-term relationship. And as, and, and as I mentioned, I don't think he's fully an adult yet in the relationship department. Department. That's so which may be the crack. Yeah. You know, you talked about how you don't sense any cracks. That unto itself may be the crack. It's a structural issue, which I guess is they wouldn't be the first relationship to end because the guy didn't want to get married. But, it, and they it's wouldn't... It's not uncommon. Right. You know, part You didn't of, marry Margie when you were, ha- when you were afraid of no, marriage. No, I know. Yeah. I was in a similar place, probably. Yeah. It's sweet that you keep defending him. I just, I, I, you know, I don't. I always come after these guys <laughs> You do. I think you were really, you were really wooed by the cooking of vegan meals. The cooking of <laughs> vegan meals. He probably makes cashew milk. A lot of cashew milk. <laughs> and come cashew on. cheese. Right? And he I, eats meat and he still does his Maybe good. I've gone He's too nice hard guy. on him. It may not be clear cut, but it has to be for her at some point and some point soon. 
It does. I agree with that. And I and we both said you have she to set an to, internal timeline. She needs to look out for number one yeah. because he's not really acting like Start the clock. Her partner in, in a lot of these ways. I hated how when she said I really wanted you to bring this up first, he he apologized to his credit, but then he was like, I just didn't want to feel all the pressure. He said some he said some things which to me show his 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 greenness in the relationship department because you have said those things yeah too. they're amateur he's, he's made amateur mistakes in the <laughs> way he's spoken and it's almost endearing <laughs> but look the fact is in the end and i and i didn't want to give this advice because i don't think it's quite there yet because of a variety of reasons particularly their ages but eventually the hammer drops this guy's it's going to be brought to a head and i don't mean she drops hammer like if you don't marry me i'm leaving that's not the hammer I'm talking about. I'm talking about the like, you know what? I think like I love you and you know, this is great, but I need to just take some time on myself. I need to just get some perspective. We've been together a long time. I'm not sure this is moving forward. Like, you know, I'm gonna peace out for a little bit. Then see what happens. But that's the hammer. I just really hate that that even needs to be done. It's not a tactic. It has to no, be done. I, I know. It has to be done with integrity. Like you no, have to I know, want I'm that. not saying it needs to be done. As, I, I'm not saying it needs to be done as a tactic. I'm saying I hate that, that that's what would that. get the result that yeah. she would have wanted no, to do okay. without having had to do that. Yeah. Life is filled with these things. If you want to play in the mud, you got to, you got to, you're going to get, you're going to get dirty. <laughs> wow. Is that how the saying goes? Yep. That's it. <laughs> All right, yeah. I think we've we've beaten this horse to death. I think that's it for this heated Dear Shandy caller episode. Mm-hmm. I got I'm like a little worked up. I can see that. Yeah. I don't feel any I don't feel like there was any conflict between us. I just felt like we had very Oh, I didn't feel any very conflict. parallel and non, you know, there was no like we weren't bumping up against each other. I think we no. were just going the same direction on different lanes. Yeah. I actually don't think I disagree with much that you said at all. I don't really disagree with you either. All right. If you liked what you heard today, you can show dear Shandy the love. You could like, subscribe, follow us on Instagram. If we do have an update from Maya, that's where it would end up. So you should be following us there. Uh, Leave us an iTunes review, a rating, many stars. Tell your friends. And on that note, I think that's it. We'll see you guys next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.